1: Racism has a cure, but racial reconciliation as we know it is not the answer. D.A. Horton unpacks how God addresses these issues and where to take it from there in his new book, Intentional. Go to dahorton.com to learn more about Intentional. Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church. This is Pass the Mic. and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic, Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by The Witness, a black Christian collective. I am your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me at Burns23, follow at your own risk. And joining me is not the president of The Witness. It is not the man, the myth, the legend. We had to call in some some backup today to talk about this very important discussion on Jesus' King and Kanye West. First, introducing on my left, I'm just making this up because we don't know who's on the left and right, but I'm going to introduce first on my left the host of the Combing the Roots podcast, Ali Henney. Ali, what's up?
2: Hey, what's good,
1: everybody? And on my right, it is the Witness Creative Director, Adam Keeley. Adam, what's up?
3: What up? What up? What up? So,
1: we wanted to actually bring you guys on because we felt that it would be a better, healthier perspective to kind of get the wide range of views as we think about Kanye. And one of the things I wanted, and this is what I told Jamar, I said, I would love to hear the perspective of Black women, and also would love to hear the perspective of someone who is not a big Kanye fan. So, we found both in the person of Ali Henny, and then I wanted to hear somebody who is just sold out, like complete. You know, card carrying Kanye fan. Believe I am not gonna use the words I used earlier before we, <laughs> we we press record, but a big Kanye fan. Let's just keep it at that. And I found that in Adam, and so Adam's even a bigger Kanye fan than than I am. Knows the history, then also lives in in the shy as well. So, keeping all that in mind, we want to talk about Jesus as King. Now, disclaimer: two disclaimers. First of all, we're not gonna do a ton of elaborate setup. We're gonna assume that you know who Kanye West is. We're also going to assume that you've at least been familiar with the album release, some of his spiritual journey. We're not going to do a ton of that set up because we want to get into the meat of the conversation. And the second thing I want to make clear is that this is from a black Christian perspective. So some of the things that we say as far as critiques and some of the things that we say as far as analysis, that's extremely important for us to come from where we're at, come from our social location. So you're going to hear a lot of that as you would normally hear on past the mic so just for those people who may have tuned in just for this Kanye episode this is what you get when you come to the witness this is what you get when you come to ptm okay so first things first jesus is king comes out a couple of weeks ago did you guys immediately listen or was this something like well you know everybody's talking about it so let me take a listen to this and also what were your first impressions of the album we'll start with ali
2: So yeah, whenever it came out, I at first was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to listen to it. And then I kept on seeing people talking about it. So um, I got it like I think the first or second day um, that it was that it was out. And so, yes, I've listened to it.
1: And what's your first impression of it as someone who's not a big Kanye fan who I think this is your first Kanye album you were telling us, right?
2: Yes, this is my first time um listening to a Kanye album. I mean, I've heard songs of his here and there, but I've not like sat and listened to an entire Kanye album before, even though I have um been somebody that I've followed his career, I guess since I don't know, since the mid 2000s or whatever whenever it was that he that he uh, hit and started talking about George Bush and that kind of thing. So I've been following his career. I just <laughs> right, haven't right. ever uh really listened to his music. And so I was really expecting to be wowed and for my face to just be just like completely I don't know like like melted off or whatever, and it did not do that. Like I think I was expecting <laughs> right. to I, like like I'm just gonna be real. I was expecting like the Christian to pimp a butterfly, like. That like, mm. and not even like that level of, but typically, is a Christian album, too, right? Isn't it? No, I'm messy, well. <laughs> I'm being messy already. I'm you just are being being messy. Messy. Go I mean, but, but, let me rephrase that, and it and to pimp a butterfly with an explicit like kind of worship feel, I think that that was that that was what I was expecting. So I wasn't expecting Kanye to just like kind of jump out and be like super you know conscious or whatever in it. But I think I think maybe the better way to even phrase that is that I was expecting um, Bible of Love, I guess uh, Snoop Dogg's album. Uh, like I was ex- yes, I was yes. expecting. I was expecting something with that feel, but then with kind of a Kanye twist. Like, I, I don't know. I was expecting to have this transcendent experience and I didn't have it.
1: That's really helpful, um, especially kind of connecting some of these experiences because our expectations, it's it's really important to talk about that. Adam, you actually are a big Kanye fan, as I mentioned, and you were able to go to some of the Sunday services in Chicago. So I definitely want to hear about that, But but- kind of tying into that, was it different from the album and and what did the album make you feel when you listen? And actually it's funny, we actually saw each other, I want to say the yeah. day the album right. came yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. We saw was, each other. Was that right? Yeah. And so day. we, we happened to be in this, in, uh, I happened to be in Chicago. And so we saw each other at a, at a mutual friends event. And so we kind of talked about it briefly there, but you were like, man, I got to listen to it about 50 more times before I really can process what's happening. So How did you feel on that initial listen and then how have you felt now since, you know, you've listened to it a few more times?
3: Yeah, I I actually, you know, I agree with Ali. I was hoping that I would just be like um, blown away through my first pass of the album and just like feel, just like have this transcendent experience. I didn't really feel that way upon the first listen, but I get, I don't know. It was just like, there's such a big buildup and there's so much around everything that, Kanye does That I feel like I was just kind of numb When I was listening to it Which I was like I need to be in a more Conducive environment To take this in Because I just I just needed to be In less of a build up moment Uh, I feel like that Like the last moment uh, The last album I remember feeling that way Was like When I heard um, Coloring Book From Chance I was just like It was just like The whole listening experience Where I was like Kind of floating It it just felt uh, Just Bigger than Just the day So um, but my first pass, I enjoyed I think every hour came on really strong. So I had high hopes. Cause yeah. I, I just really loved the first like minute of every hour and I was like, Oh man, this album is about to slab so hard. Uh and then it kind of just went in different directions. So on uh, first pass I wa I, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like, you know, to Ali's point, I wasn't like, Oh, this is like the new standard for what a Christian album can sound like. Definitely mm-hmm. not. And, and so what was your
1: experience at Sunday service? Because we've talked about it privately, but we haven't had a chance to really get you on the mic to to really explain what you felt when you were in the crowd and you actually passed by Kanye. You know, that I, was really, yeah, or he passed by That you. was wild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> touched him. You touched the You touched the hem of the him. garment. <laughs> 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 a what him,
3: was man. that like, bro? Because
1: it looked, it looked lit, man. It looked lit. Uh,
3: you know what? Sunday service is wild. Uh, Sunday service is a really great experience I think um, just you know people there's a lot of stuff I see online about Sunday service that's always like really incorrect things and it's just like it's it's really interesting to be on the ground with something and then to see how people like make these big swings because I mean it, there's nobody in the world easier to swing at uh, than Kanye West outside of our president, uh, or the president of America, I should say more accurately. Um so uh but with Sundays <laughs> with uh with Sunday service, I really it was a beautiful experience because um I think anybody there who has a understanding of what it looks like to go through a journey of faith. Uh, it's, it's clear like, oh, this dude is on a, is is on this journey here. And, uh, the way he expressed it through his music, I think the most powerful thing about the Sunday service was, is that, um, outside of the gospel songs, um, is, you know, everybody known Kanye always samples gospel music. He's been doing that since he first came out and, you know, he's always been doing that. It's been a part of his music, um. But to what he was doing at Sunday service was he was playing these the whole version of the song and then going into the part that he kind of sampled and then he would branch off into his song for a moment and it it really felt like a reclaiming of what his music was intended to be um I think even in an interview hmm. you know he he was like, yo, I thought I was doing all this Christian I thought this was a, you know I thought life of Pablo was a I called Life of Pablo a gospel album and da 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 da. And so um, it definitely felt like a washing of newness of something that was, um, you know, once old and and for the world being reclaimed. Um, It was a powerful moment. There was a great moment to worship. uh, That Sunday service is not, it's almost like a Kanye West Presents experience. He's not the focus of that thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he would, I think he did like a couple of verses and he sang along, but, you know, the reason why he walks back and forth is because he's not even, on stage there is there's not even a stage but he's just not up front the whole time he really just has like a weekly worship service uh which is like a really a really powerful thing he gets a lot of the focus in the media but it when you go to a sunday service it's definitely not about Kanye West at all and i think that's a really powerful thing to see like i mean it's free you know what i mean like they don't sell they don't sell drinks there. He you know, I think he has sold some merch at some of them, but uh, he mostly doesn't even sell his merch or uh, anything like that. You know, you know, he's paying for to fly 50 people all over the country, all over the world every every week. So it, it really just dispels a lot of the mess about the idea that, you know, he can't exist outside of, you know, himself, I guess, or his ego. Yeah, and it it's interesting
1: because part of my frustration with the album on First Listen was that it wasn't like Sunday Service appeared to be. And so yeah, the perspective of Sunday Service was he's presenting and basically executive producing this choir experience, which is taking these things and basically using the Kurt Franklin formula of taking something that's been popular in – you know, mainstream music and flipping it with a Christian theme, or he's like merging two songs together that you couldn't imagine, or he's he's playing a sample and then flipping it into a beat. And I was like, wow, well that's really interesting. And it doesn't really center him as much, even though it kind of is centering him, but it's not in the same way. And so I felt like, okay, well, as you start with the album with every hour, I'm saying, okay, well, this is gonna be the choir, this is going to be the collective, but then it kind of morphs into him. And that's when I was like, well, I kind of want to hear the choir. I just, yeah, like they're dope. And not that Kanye's not dope in what he does, but it's not the same level of artistry as it has been. So I was just really looking forward to a choir album. And that's just kind of how I viewed, you know, Jesus is King. I thought it was going to be. And then when it wasn't that, that was automatically disappointing. So I feel like. I was already biased against the album when I saw that the choir wasn't going to be on every single song as a featured part of what he does
2: oh no I was just gonna say like you really you really hit on kind of the the perspective that I wanted to bring is that the level of creativity in this album I really felt like was lacking like I was I was waiting mm-hmm. to hear now he did I think he sampled um, God Is by by James Cleveland in on one of the tracks and there are probably a few other um, just yes. little things that that I didn't catch because I was li- I was listening to the album Be a full disclosure with my kids in the car and so it was just it was a whole it was a whole experience anyway um, but I've listened to, to some of the other tracks and stuff uh, since my since my first listen but anyway i just feel like that it was lacking that that creativity like those moments where you're just like oh that's dope like like whenever somebody like whenever somebody comes out and they spit just like this verse that you're just like they, they take whether it's kind of like their rhyme scheme and you're like they just rhyme this this and this and this mm-hmm. and this and wow that was that was really awesome or whenever just like like the references or analogies or whatever and i just felt like this album that it just didn't it didn't have that and so i agree that that with that whole sunday service experience i was expecting to hear some of that. I was expecting, like you said, to hear to hear more of the choir, to hear more of some of the mashups between different songs. Like I know that he's taken gospel songs and he's taken popular songs and kind of mash and, and mashed them up and and did different things with them. And so I was I was expecting, because I know that Kanye is, is very is very creative and innovative. And it just I was expecting for him to to break the mold. And I felt like that he just super like played within. within. Within kind of the the commercial Christian music mold, Mm. like it, like Mm. I mean, they could play any track off of Jesus Is King on my local radio station, Christian radio station, and it wouldn't make waves. It wouldn't be anything. And I'm not saying that to down um, Christian hip hop or anything like that at all. I'm just saying that we have that this is like one of the premier artists in in the world in the industry yes. and and so i think that that the bar that i had um for kanye was set really high and i was disappointed and so a lot of what a lot of what you were saying that you were missing tyler and what i'm missing is effectively what snoop dogg did on his album <laughs> and so on bible of love like that like that is exactly he brought the choir in he had the clark sisters he had um uh fred hammond i think it was okay so yeah, he, right. he had yeah. he had he had all these different all these different artists in and he would drop a verse here. He does drop a verse here or there, but it's like 30 something tracks of church music and of hearing his story, him talking about how mm-hmm. him and Nate Dogg grew up. And I guess that I didn't really feel like I got to know Kanye any more or any better um, on this hmm. album except for the stuff that he was saying that was kind of bigging up some of the the things that I would consider to be toxic white evangelical Christian culture, like gender roles and that and Ooh. biblical biblical Ooh. man and womanhood. And I'm going to raise my kids this way and blah, 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 blah. Like that was, that was the most personal that it felt, but it didn't even feel like personal. It kind of felt like that Kanye was just, I, I don't know. I guess I'm afraid that Kanye it's just become like this white evangelical ventriloquist ventriloquist puppet that's just spouting mm. like, Hey, he even baked up Chick-fil-A. And I mean, I Chick-fil-A's Um, chicken is good, but I personally, and I'm not saying that anybody else has to do this, but I personally do not eat at Chick-fil-A, um, Mm -hmm. because they take stances on some things that I know that other Christians think are great, but I do not. And so I, so there's, there's some things that they support, um, in terms of, uh, bigotry against some of our, our queer siblings that I'm not okay with. And mm-hmm. there's just some things in terms of their of their funding of certain campaigns and politicians that um, I'm not okay with, or at least their connections. Yeah, connection. like
1: internationally, international yes. connections yeah. and things And I think that some of
2: some yeah. of that, you get a little bit, di- I don't want to speak too deep onto that because I know that there's some things that even like internationally that it's been alleged that Chick-fil-A has done that people have been like, actually, no, they didn't fund this or whatever. Right, so, right. so it's like, I don't want to speak too deep on that that. Um, but basically like, to, and then it's just also just the thing that I feel like that, that Chick-fil-A is kind of the official food of white evangelicalism. And so- um, Right. And then, just- you
1: know, it's interesting that you bring that up because there are perspectives like regionally about what something like Chick-fil-A represents, which are completely different depending on which region you're in. So mm-hmm. in the South, it's just a staple food but it's also has some connections like to church and evangelicalism. And you kind of see that in the way that it kind of packages itself. And then in other places, it's just a pariah, or in other places, they don't see like the religious connections in the same way. So it's just really interesting that Kanye would, it's not even him choosing that, it just kind of, you know, emblematic of the shift and the turn and and the personal nature is it only connects to those types of things. And, and speaking on your point about Bible of Love and, you know, Adam, you brought up Coloring Book earlier, do you feel like this was the same? Because it, it didn't feel, even, even though it was conversion, and I even throw Good Kid, Matt City into that, um, which I mentioned in the article, like, I, I throw Good Kid, Matt City into that with Kendrick, it felt like those were conflicted, real narratives it didn't feel like it was almost like this magical tale. And it almost felt like Kanye was telling us this magical story of everything changed. And it was like, where's the process other than... And Pablo had some of that, but it didn't feel like he had landed. And it felt more, it felt more complicated and conflicted and he yeah, was I mean, wrestling back and forth. But I didn't get the same feeling yeah. that I got when I listened to Chance and Snoop.
3: Right. There's nothing on, there's nothing on this album that was better than Jesus Walks or Ultralight Beam. You know what I mean? And, and they give you a lot of that on those tracks. Um, You know, Kanye, I mean, Jesus Walks, you know, as... Kind of like people try to make it a little corny, I think, but like, I mean, Jesus
1: walks was, it was trendsetting. It was trailblazing.
3: For sure. And and him just being honest about like, yo, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to make it. And I'm scared to say Jesus because you know what I mean? Everywhere I turn, they tell me, you know what I mean? Like that was not a small thing, you know? Um. You know, ultralight beams You know, the way that the pre-chorus goes into the hook it, it, It's wild So I agree, he definitely This was as formulaic of a Kanye album As you could probably ever hear He mm. he definitely relied on hit a lot of tropes Of, not tropes, I guess is not the right word But a lot of skills that he's developed Over the past, you know, 15 years To just be like, I know this song will be solid If I do this, because this works which right. is not, yeah. To Ali's <laughs> point, is which is not usually what you get Like, you know, you go from 808 to Heartbreak To like it's like you didn't know what you was gonna get out of Kanye like five years ago. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's like, Kanye's coming out with an album. I don't know what's about to happen. The album might slap me in the middle of it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, so right. this definitely this definitely didn't didn't expand on that. I would say though, one thing that I think is it it's not Kanye specific, but one of the things that I really took away from this, and I knew, but it also kind of made it top of mind, is it is not easy to lyrically write a dense, um, like deep Christian song. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing to do. And so when we talk about, you know, rappers who are Christian or gospel artists or, or worship artists, uh, you know, it, it really was like, man, I don't think like even someone as talented as Kanye, you can't escape the fact of he just hasn't been writing that way for a very long time. You know what I mean? And you and he hasn't been writing that style. I mean, you guys are both writers and you know, like it takes an extra, um, to take something like theologically solid and culturally relevant and, you know, historically and da accurate. You know what I mean? And to condense it into this nice thing right. that does make it. it sound dope too. <laughs> right. To make it sound dope. It's not easy. And I think probably to me, uh my my biggest thing was is like he just hasn't been doing this long enough to you know what I mean like even Bible of love was kind of like focusing on and that the thing the the reason I think snoop got away with it more is because snoop's cadence is so much more simplified so yes. when he raps yeah. more simple it's just easy to digest it you know what i mean and then when you yeah. hear kanye do it you're like "Ooh, really like number one with the lemonade like on it you know what i mean i'm like it's like, not what we got you know mm-hmm. what i mean so that's difficult <laughs> but you know you can't escape that process and i i don't think like i think kanye has the potential you know two three albums down the road or two three projects down the road or whatever kanye looks at um to to do that, you know, good kid, mad city, t- to pimp a butterfly thing, but there's a couple of reasons why. I'm I'm gonna try to keep it really quick. One is, Kanye feeds off of, he feeds off of like young people, and, and the reason, mm. and 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 what I'm saying by that is like when you look at Kanye posts, like college dropout, da da da, it was like really heavily kid Cudi based for a while um and then yes. he had like some Travis Travis Scott was like really in there for a while and then um and then obviously most recently Chance the Rapper so i probably think the thing about yay is uh he would need to to do what he's trying to do at the level he would need to find someone in the christian space that is a younger producer artist that can kind of that's what kind is a mused based person that's what he is like kim kardashian is his forever muse chance you know what i mean he's a muse based um artist and he needs to find someone that he can kind of glean life off of or you're, you're gonna end up with an album like this to be honest you know what i mean um that's so, really so. interesting
2: I agree with Adam on principle. Like, I hear, I hear everything that you're saying. But for me, it was just that, like, Kanye was not in his bag, period. He was trying, he does not, I, I agree. Like, he does not have the range at this point to write, like, this deep theological Christian album. But my issue is, why do, why would we expect his post-conversion album to be that? He's a baby Christian. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's like, why can't Kanye still be in Kanye's bag and still talk about his conversion? To me, it just, just, I guess that ultimately what I'm saying is that it just feels inauthentic. But It it felt inauthentic to him.
3: I feel like that's a, what you're saying, I agree with 2000%, but I feel like that's a mature Christian Understanding, because I feel like so many times when you get saved, you're like, "Ooh, I gotta do this now," and it's just like, "No, God never wants you to be out your bag trying to like talk and right. pretend and da, da da da." He wants the realest version of yourself. You know what I mean? And but I, that
2: wasn't even the realest version of Kanye, though. Like he well, was like totally and, like, "Oh, I'm just gonna like spout all these things that I hear with from whoever is pastoring or discipling me or whatever circles right. that I'm that I'm in." It just wasn't authentic to him at all
1: and that and so i actually you guys are touching on a really good point that i actually want to segue into which is this idea of what is kanye converting into and so full disclaimer i think all of us would say that the legitimacy of someone's faith when they claim it is is not for us to determine we're not we don't have proximity to him we're not here doing a litmus test on whether who God can say. There are so many different things that, that go around whenever these conversations happen. And it's it's so many straw men arguments um, where people say, oh, you're saying he can't be saved and God saved you. and God. That's not even – I don't even think that's what we're discussing. We're not, we're not talking about that. That's for someone else to discuss. And frankly, I don't think anyone should be discussing that. Let's let God work that out with him. So that's not what we're talking about. But I think the question is, what type of influence does he have and how much has that shaped his music? So we see that now all of the sudden, the American church, the white evangelical church loves Kanye. And I, it's whiplash for me. I think it's whiplash for me in a couple of areas because um, first, I remember how much Kanye was demonized and how much people kind of ostracized him for his quirky stances or no. what he was saying or his his demeanor or the fact that he was braggadocious. The mm-hmm. fact that he had, you know, so much bravado in everything that he said and then his materialism, his misogyny. I mean, I'm just so used to all these arguments. And then it was whiplash for me because I just didn't hear the same thing. It, it was actually crystallized. And I don't think this person listens to the podcast, but if you do, God bless you, but you were wrong. But so there was this one person who who put up. He was a pastor. He was like, years ago when Chance came out with coloring book, I see a lot of people in my youth group talking about this coloring book thing. Y'all need to be careful. Y'all don't need to be listening to this because he's a he's a deceiver and he's this. And now he's like, I'm bumping his Kanye album It's incredible, and I'm I'm like, whoa here. Like so the same grace that. Could have gone to Chance or Snoop or Kendrick or whoever is now being withheld from. Um, is now being given freely to Kanye. Uh, why? Like, why is it now that this particular person represents what some people are calling revival and some people are calling a spiritual awakening and some people are calling um, a recalibration of Hollywood and of popular media? Why is there so much evangelical support for Kanye? And Adam, as you watch this, because you grew up in this space. And you're seeing, you're being a Kanye fan at the same time. Why do you think this is? Like, what's going on
3: here? I mean, it, you know, I think, and we talked about this a little bit uh, the last time. I'm sorry, but Kanye is a contrarian by nature. He's always going to go against what everybody is on. That's it's a, who he's been ever ever since he's been out. Um, it, it's how he got on and he was doing double polos and da 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 da. It it's what makes him be the way he is. So I think a lot of his affiliation, one is, first of all, I think when you get saved, I, you know, I didn't come out of my sort of like white evangelical decolonizing my faith till I was like 28 years old. You know what I mean? I had been in the Christian space a long time. So I think when you get saved, it's just easier to interact with that stuff because it's so accessible and so readily available. Um, And then you combine that with the timing. Of the current administration being so anti, um, I don't know anti the you know I mean the I, I shouldn't say the populist because he, he got elected by a, a lot of people but anti just mainstream media and I think that kind of plays into mm-hmm. the, like a, a weird part of who Yay is is like oh okay well like nobody likes him well I'm going you know da 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 you know because I'm a free man I don't they're not gonna tell me what to do but I I think that like. Kanye is such a pillar, and that's why he's been. That's why he's been able to. Snoop Dogg doesn't have the relevancy. Chance is great, but he doesn't have the reach. Kanye, you know, being connected with Kim, and there's nothing that like um, white evangelicalism wants more. There's nothing that the bad part of the Christian American Christian Church wants more than popularity and clout. They chase clout True. more than anything in the world. That's why you saw Tim Tebow. You know what I mean? Uh, back in the day, it was that same type of like they just want to be. Uh, they just want to be on that level and discussing that level. It's the same reason why they don't necessarily, you don't see them super championing Steph Curry, even though Steph Curry is an explicit Christian, a modest dude, like husband of one wife, all of that, but he doesn't kind of fit that mold. I, I just think that. I I think Kanye's going to start here, but I I can't imagine when I see people like Donald Trump Jr. like tweeting about Kanye's album and all of these random pastors who don't even care about they don't even really know anything about music especially within the hip-hop space. Kanye West don't got your back. They might not know that cuz they don't <laughs> listen to Kanye West, but I'm telling you Kanye West don't got your back. We've seen it a million times, you know what I'm saying? Like it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow. But he's not going to be anybody's puppet. That's not who he is. You know, that's just – it's not how he gets down. I'm not saying what he's doing now is not painful or whatever, whatever. But if they think they understand who Kanye is, and by him saying whatever, whatever, that means that that's his team. Like, it's not his team. It's just affiliation at the moment. But they're always going to ride for him because he's so – Culturally, they they get the worst press in the world, and then you get this guy who stands at the top of the hilltop of culture. And it's like, look, look at he says it, so like you know what I mean? Like he he's the he's the cosine, he's the guy you call when you want to be like, no, see if Kanye said it, then that means I'm cool. And that's really all it is to them is that they, as much as they try to go in their little huddles and stuff like that, they want to be looked at as cool and relevant. Um, hmm. and they and they want they want and they, and they think that Kanye is going to give them that, and so then therefore they're going to ride with him.
1: Christians are in the best position to lead the way on addressing ethnic tensions. But first, we need to know how God specifically talks about these issues. D.A. Horton unpacks these biblical truths and provides practical guidance for developing a kingdom ethnicity in our divided world. It's all in his new book, Intentional. Go to dahorton.com to learn more about the book, Intentional.
2: Yeah, I think that they just ride with Kanye because he's... Doing what they like. I mean he's he's showing he's he's mm-hmm. wearing the Make America Great hat. Make America Great Again hat. He's in the Trump White House. He's talking about how he's not Black. He's Kanye. He's mm-hmm. all, he's getting on his wife's head about how, about how she dresses and how she needs to be more modest and this and that. He's had this kind of conversion that's happening, though we don't really know the whole full story details of it for him. It's because, because white evangelicals, they, they love like these, these stories, like this, this, um, they, they love to have a, a story or a narrative. So their narrative right now is, is that Trump is Cyrus that that's their whole thing is that Trump is, is the Cyrus in the white house. So then of Mm -hmm. course, Kanye, he's Paul on Damascus road. And then I don't know, Justin Bieber is like the prodigal son or something. I don't, I don't know, but I agree that they, that they totally like to chase clout. They totally think that Kanye is on their team or whatever. Um, I am really wary of this because I, 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 I agree. I hear what Adam is saying and I agree but i also don't trust it because i mean i know that kanye that that the old quote unquote kanye was somebody that he was that he was you know contrarian somebody that that definitely um doesn't want to be put in any type of box doesn't want to put be put in, in any type of labeling and that type of stuff but white evangelicalism is a heck of a drug and that culture yeah, yeah. I've seen it yes. time and time and time again mm-hmm. that that culture is seductive, and it is seductive. I think to black people who, even though, yeah, we can we can argue. Well, Kanye doesn't want to be anybody's token, but we are. Th- we're we're talking about somebody's faith experience. We're talking about somebody's faith journey. And so, first of all, I mean, I know like we've all kind of have made these these allusions here on this episode. But my question, that I just as I've been reflecting on on everything that's been said, is did Kanye really? get converted or has he had a spiritual awakening because those are two different things if kanye mm. has been out here wow. already sampling gospel music if he's been already out here he's talked about life of pablo being a gospel album etc cetera, etc cetera, how do we know that this man didn't already have faith and maybe even at one point mm. having an authentic deep faith in god and and being and you know was he was he raised in a church i don't know a whole lot about kanye's background but my point is is that he might be just of having an awakening and we're out here treating him like he's brand new converted and maybe it's not and maybe he is converted but what has he been converted to that is that's really my question um because what if he's known jesus what if he's known god like all along, and maybe you know we could say that aspects of his life might not have been reflective of a mature Christianity or a deep Christianity that that's that's uh resting in the word of God and and scripture and that type of stuff, but i think i, I just I just realize i I just feel caution that we need to be careful not to characterize what's happened as like somehow he just has had like a Damascus road experience because he he very well may have, but I, I guess that what I'm getting at is that I feel like that we're putting, we're even like codifying Kanye's faith in kind of evangelical terms and kind of saying like, okay, well, he's had this, he's had these, he's had these Uh, moments and whatever when we don't know his, we don't know his life. He could be on a journey and be in a process just like everybody else. What my concern is, and I want to state this very carefully, but I have, I have a couple of concerns listening to kanye talk um i i am not a practicing mental health professional but i have a degree i hold a degree in psychology um trained to become a clinical psychologist ended up be- going into ministry instead but i and so i don't have the, like the power to really be able to diagnose people nor would i try to do that but i have great concern just hearing kanye talk about certain things That there, that it sounds like I'm concerned for his mental health. I guess I'll say it that way, that I have concerns Hmm. for his mental health. And something that I have seen because I've spent, um, time in the charismatic movement. I've spent time in the Pentecostal movement. I've spent time in different aspects of Christianity that sometimes people will, sometimes people who have, who need, um, mental health interventions will blame it on Jesus. And they'll be like God's talking to me, like whatever. And mm. I'm not saying that that's what Ka- I'm not trying to put Kanye into that, nor am I trying right, to right. put anybody's faith and their expression of their faith into that. But there just have been some things, some some media that I have seen that's concerned me about Kanye. So my so so to my point, because it's not to it's not to diagnose Kanye and be like, oh, Kanye has these issues or whatever, because I don't know. Even though some of the things that he has said publicly, some interviews and stuff that he has done has raised concerns for me in, in that realm. Um, it's but it's but it's not that but it's seeing that his his the the way that he speaks the way that he talks about his faith or whatever is 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 concerning in some ways because i have those concerns but there's also it's coded in such a way that certain groups of people are applauding him and are like, oh yeah, this is so great. This is so whatever without, I guess, looking at the, at the bigger, at the bigger picture. um, I think is what is maybe, is maybe what I'm getting at, that there's, that there's more than just Kanye woke up one day and decided that he was going to make an album for Jesus and that he was going to go out and go on tour. There's a Mm -hmm. lot that's going on. And so I think that evangelicalism refuses to be holistic and it just looks at what the person is doing right now. It looks at the, out, it's it's very outwardly focused. It's very outwardly. Well, if the person says and does this, then everything's okay. And I guess I want to look at Kanye holistically. I want to look yeah, at the, what yeah. is, what, what has been his faith journey at this point? If he, and I think it's pretty, I, I feel like that's, is, that's is fairly well known that he's had some struggles in terms of his mental health. So how could right. that be affecting the way that his faith is presenting now. And even like he could he could have had like a dark night of the soul and have come out and 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 is like praising Jesus now for all of that. But can we look at him holistically as a whole multifaceted yeah. person and not just somebody wow. that that spouts out your favorite Jesus talking points. And so you're gonna be all for him. But then the minute that he starts going through a depressive cycle or the minute that he that he says something wrong, they're gonna discard him. And that is what really concerns me. Me in all this is that they're not yeah. is that they're not down for Kanye they're not really really down for who Kanye really is and can yeah
1: be. Th- that's such a really important point I think from the broader perspective of how we talk about Kanye before I kick it to Adam, I do want to say like I think what is difficult for me in the reaction and the response from broader American church white evangelical church is that most of them are interacting with Kanye, and Kanye is presenting both a, a merger of hip hop and gospel. And those are two genres that um, are typically um, extremely black, of course. And also, they're two genres that most white evangelicals only know in trope form or stereotype form. And so, all those things now converge in Kanye. And it's almost as though Kanye represents the purification of something that they thought was deficient to begin with. Well, so if you take a look at gospel music, if you take a look at hip hop, the, the idea was that gospel music was a bunch of show, It was a bunch of emotionalism. It was a bunch of um, you know, I've, I've heard people say wild things about gospel music. and, and when you kind of sit back and you listen to it, um, you, you're, you're saying, well, you don't you think there's something intrinsically wrong with the music itself or with the theology that undergirds it. And then hip hop, of course, all the tropes and all the stereotypes, And all the assumption, the negative assumptions of the identification with that. And so people saying they don't understand it. And so now Kanye purifies both of them in one fell swoop. They both converge in Kanye. And thus people say now it's the great turning. Well, actually what you're saying is it's the purification of something that you thought was problematic to begin with. And the reason why that has implications for us, and the reason why I think it's so important for Christians to interact with this is because... When we say, and again, the point I made in the article, shameless plug, is does Kanye's Jesus, does the Jesus Kanye is presenting care about the disinherited? Does the Kanye that Jesus, uh, does the Jesus that Kanye is presenting care about not just the eternal soul, but the earthly body and liberation and health? Because if, if he is in a space where that is not something that they care about, he'll actually not get the help that is necessary, the holistic healing. That is necessary. And kind of relating back to what Adam said earlier, you'll get a very limited understanding of what art is, of what your humanity is, of what health looks like. You'll get a very limited evangelical binary understanding of these things. And it's dangerous because at the end of the day, you don't mature you only fall deeper down the the rabbit hole, so to speak, right? You fall deeper down the hole of connection and parroting these same talking points. And so that's my concern is like, this is for the health of the person. It's the same way if if you're going to a, the worst forms of a prosperity gospel church, if you're going to the worst forms of a pr- prosperity gospel church, where you're just having to give so much money, nothing's changing, Whatever it may be, and you connect that, all these things, health and wealth, as they would say, you would say, Look, it, it's good that you came to this understanding, but you have to understand if, if you grow up and you grow up in the faith in this environment solely and never mature out of this environment or never step away from this environment to do a genuine excavation of faith because this environment has such a hold on you and tells you that this is the right way and this is the way that is best for you, then you don't actually grow. You actually further perpetuate unhealthy toxic patterns that sabotage your life it wreaks havoc in your life
0: this episode is brought to you in part by pittsburgh theological seminary pittsburgh theological seminary students are grounded in faith and formed in community pts students are preparing for ministry with master of divinity master of arts doctor of ministry and certificate programs Begin your master's or certificate program in person or online. Financial aid is available. Visit pts.edu slash admit Well,
1: and so when we say that, we say, "Well, yeah." I mean, as Ali would said, as you said on Twitter, you know, I think, yeah, Kanye's faith could be one hundred percent authentic and also one hundred percent colonized, and it could be leading him down this rabbit hole. Unfortunately, now I say all that to say it's key for us to think. And it's key for us to think in a multifaceted way that's non-binary as we talk about Kanye and as we talk about his faith journey, because it's so easy for us to look at conversion as this one simple point, one singular moment when this happens and miss that. Okay, now you're in a system. Is, Is anyone around him? I just haven't heard this. Is any pastor, any ministry leader around him saying, we care about your mental health? And we care about your mental health. We want you to be healthy, not just on the stage, not just in interviews, not just, man, I'm, I'm saying the right things. I'm towing the right lines and talking points. Or, I mean, and this is a good question. Are you happy because you made more money now? I mean, are you happy because he even said in the interview, man, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not in the red anymore. I'm not X millions of dollars in debt. Now I'm in the black. Now I'm making more money. Uh, what what is making you happy? And I think that's a legitimate question for us to ask. Now, kicking it to Adam because I know we've we've talked a lot. We're kicking it to you as a Kanye fan, also someone connected to evangelicalism. What are you seeing here? What's concerning for you as far as a reaction, or what do you think is is helpful?
3: Um, it's tough. I think for, I think honestly the uh, the biggest lessons that I've probably learned uh, from this whole journey that Kanye has been on, and uh, especially since the album came out, is just probably how deep the biases uh, towards Christianity run uh, in people uh, and how much they really don't uh, have a clearance of a respect for the actual Christian faith and tradition. Because uh, when I see these articles, I can't help but think to myself that it's a little disrespectful to the core of what Uh, It means to be an actual, um, to be an actual believer, and to live it out. uh, To live it out uh, on a day to day, it it draws attention when Kanye does it because the scope of what he does is, uh, you know, everybody sees it. You know what I mean? And I I see that, you know, being in comedy, I see it all the time. You know, I, I, I you really can't go to a comedy show on any given night in any major city in America and not hear someone make some sort of jokes about, you know, Jesus or Christianity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, on any given night. And so to see it on the scale and and some of the things that we talk about with Kanye, because, you know, I because I, I just feel like we allow who Kanye is and just the absolute, you know, breadth of his just personhood, just to like blind us to like the reality of it, whereas like, if somebody came to my church on Sunday or any church on Sunday and gave a testimony that they were uh, before living for Christ, that they were in debt, and then after what they feel like fully surrendering their life to Christ, not only were they not in debt, but they were now flourishing financially, the church would go crazy. We would be, we would look at it as an awesome testimony. Uh, but when Kanye says it, it's like, well, is it because he? He Repu- you know what i mean there's all these other layers um no i think that's that, fair. I, yeah, that I, think, I, I think that's fair. i think that there's all these other layers that i see uh when it comes to you know there's a story about you know kanye being like well you know while you're working on the album if you're doing this or that would me, you know you know if you could like abstain from extramarital uh sex that would be you know I need y'all to do that because, you know, you have this biblical thing about, you know, just wanting to make the space kind of like whatever, whatever the case may be. And people flamed it and roasted it. And it's like, I get it. But also, you know, uh, if if other religions, practicing religions, ask you to do or not do something while in their space, like I'm from the South. You don't cuss in my mama house. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Not gonna happen. You gotta leave. You know what mm. I'm saying? And that's that's just that that's not even a that's not even a religious thing. It's just a it's a regional thing. And so I think a lot of times everything that he does, no matter what the intent is behind it, like I said with the Sunday service thing, you know, there's this thing going around with this whole Brunchella thing recently, where they're like, oh look what is, fifty five dollars and da 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 da. And then you read the article and you see that Kanye just performed at an event where someone was selling food. He didn't have nothing to do with it. And so it's just like everything that he does. Is just taken. It's taken and broken down in a way that I don't think any of us would survive. Um, and so for me, it's just kind of like I get to a point where I'm like, I. And this is just me personally. I think other people have different callings and other people have different ways of processing. I just get to a point where I'm like, I can't. I, I don't feel comfortable diving necessarily that deep. I get to a line where I'm like, I'm just gonna have to support. And and try to surround this dude with a cloud of witnesses and prayers because I know that God won't be mocked ultimately, and that's just kind of like it.
1: That's God coming for you right there. The siren, No, I'm messing. <laughs> You're like, nah, Stop so, there, bro. So as you as I say that though, and as you say that, you don't think that there are implications here? Help me because see, here's here's how I view that. This is just my perspective. Absolutely. I don't think any of us will withstand that amount of scrutiny. I don't think nobody forced Kanye to do that, though. I don't think anybody said, you have to do this, and you have to be out here with this album. And and it's kind of weird, because I feel like if you make this choice, then this is what's going to happen. And if you make this choice to connect your conversion to a commodity, which is an album, and... You know, subsequent tour, and then all these other publicity runs and the marketing. I I, I don't feel like anybody forced him into that. W- what would you say to that? Because I don't feel like anybody forced him to do that. And so now we have to comment on what we yeah, see,
3: definitely,
1: because the broader com the broader Christian community now is responding and reacting to that. For sure. And so now it's like, well, what are we supposed to do? Like, just be like, oh, that's kind of toxic, Bye. You know, well, you know, and I just I'm 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 giving my general because this is what a lot of people have said, so I'm just giving my general yeah, definitely. response to that. Like how would you how would you characterize it? I
3: mean I agree I you know, if we're talking about Kanye specifically, one of there's two things about Kanye. One one of his um sort of biggest dualities is that he is critical of the public judgment of him while also being one of the biggest seekers of that in his behavior. You know what I mean? Kanye mm-hmm. had a mm-hmm. Kanye yeah. had a song, like, I don't even remember. I think it was on, I don't even remember what album it was on, but he was just talking about how he, he can't, like, go to his home without, you know, the paparazzi even being outside at 3 a.m. But it's like, also, Kanye, you don't have to live in the middle of L.A. if you really don't want that attention. There's plenty of famous people who, you know what I mean, like, in order to get out of that, you know what I mean? So there's like, there's always that duality of him being like, oh, y'all are going to judge me. But it's like, yeah, but you're taking big swings. So, you know what I mean? When you take big swings, whatever. So that's also one of the things about Kanye. And the second thing about Kanye versus most celebrities when you talk about PR and branding and images, Kanye kind of lives his life like a comedian kind of versus like a famous person in the sense of like wherever Kanye is and whatever he's doing, he's just going to say it. You know what I mean? He's just going to put it out there how he feels right there in the moment. I'm not saying that that is a good decision at all, but he, as a famous person, most famous people would never do that. So it brings another layer of scrutiny. So obviously like with his with his you know new awakening or whatever the terminology we want to put about it, or his new uh just sort of determination to like be this way spiritually and be so explicit. Like it's like, yeah, probably like if we all, you know, if he had good people around him, they're like, maybe take, you know, maybe go away for a year and a half. You know what I mean? And and sort of like rebuild this and rebuild yourself and, and figure out your family situation before you just drop an album and go on a tour under the guise of being a gospel artist. Um, that would have been that would have went well. You know what I mean? But Kanye doesn't he right. doesn't move like that in anything. He doesn't really move like that in in fashion. He doesn't move like that in music. He never moves around like that. And he he just puts it out there. And like to your point with Christianity, there's huge implications because we're talking about people's souls. We're talking about, you know what I mean? We're talking about the faith. So I definitely don't want to pretend like it's not incredibly flippant behavior. Cause it is, you know what I mean? Um but I just don't know if Kanye is ever going to be different than that. Also, also something that can't be like overlooked when you're talking about Kanye specifically is this is a dude who is also in his mid forties already. You know what I mean? Like, as far as the musical artist is, that's like you're, you know, like there's barely anybody that is around that is still making relevant music at that. At that phase of life. So it also could be there's a fear of lack of relevancy in in the fact of him just pushing out these album and goals hmm. and tours. It also could be a fear of him losing his grasp on you know being the greatest living human artist. There, there, you know, like Ali said, you gotta holistically look at Kanye as a as a person and more than just you know what I mean? Da 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 da. da. Like who knows what other factors are are playing are playing into it. I just think that when it comes to the implications it's It's dangerous, but you i there's i don't there's there's not gonna be any anybody around Kanye to tell Kanye to not be Kanye he's He's made that clear over the past almost twenty years. so
2: hmm. I'm gonna offer some pushback as I always do in these types of situations. um so like I hear everything that's being said. There's implications for how he lives. There's implications, like people are going to look at what he does and it's going to bear a certain level of scrutiny. But I want to bring it back to, I feel like a lot of this comes because in some shape form, or form, because of who he has yoked himself to at this point, spiritually. There are a lot of Black Christian celebrities, there are a lot of black Christian celebrities that go to church that practice their faith, live their faith out. And no, they might not have this the the um broad cultural appeal or the broad kind of kind of range and relevancy that Kanye has. But my point is is that I feel like whenever and it, whenever you you live out your faith in a certain way, wherever you live out your faith period, but I think that even whenever you live out your faith in a certain way, it invites scrutiny because, the dominant form of Christianity that we see in America, what we what a lot of the the the, the um, image that a lot of people have of Christianity is is coded a certain way, and so whenever you have an artist or an athlete or somebody out here that 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 says things that are kind of in, in keeping with that, even if it is still kind of Christian tradition, even. So, like abstaining from sexual relations, not drinking, or those types of things. Those things kind of are, are concomitant with with Christian culture, regardless if you're black, white, um, you know, Hispanic, whatever. Those things are, are concomitant with that. But I really feel like that a lot of the scrutiny that Kanye is enduring in his faith is because of how he's coding his faith and you know i think of somebody like russell wilson who I, I don't know a whole 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 lot about him um but i know that that people talked about him a lot because you know he was he was with i think a cr that, that he was with or married to and you know they 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 were celibate and all this other type of stuff and he's in some different he's in some different church spaces i, I haven't really pegged down kind of like who his people or whatever are um but something that i noticed is that it is that that did like hit the mainstream a little bit, but not as much as it did in in Black Church Circle. So my point that I'm making is that, like... The scrutiny of Kanye's faith would be a lot less. First of all, I agree with Adam that if he just went and laid low for a while, he probably wouldn't get, get that kind of smoke. He probably wouldn't get people criticizing him as much. But the scrutiny of Kanye's faith also comes because he is connecting himself, whether we like it or not, with the likes of Paula White and Robert Jeffries and Jerry Falwell Jr. and Franklin Graham. Like that's the team that he's they whose jersey he put on. And so there are people. People who have a lot of opinions about that team. And so that might not be the actual team that he's writing for, but as far as we know, as far as what's been seen in public, that's what we see. And so I think that a lot of this, even a lot of the smoke that he's getting is because of who he's running with. I guess that, that's basically what I'm trying to say.
1: That's interesting. And and that's my perspective, but yeah. That's, that's always been, that's been my perspective is that the yoking of himself to this particular form, especially of celebrity Christianity and white evangelicalism is going
3: to get him, he's going to catch strays because of but, that. And that's just- But I have a question. Go ahead. I have a question. And this is like literally a question. Is he connecting himself to them spiritually or is he connecting himself to them politically?
2: Or, it doesn't matter. or is
3: there is any separation
2: it doesn't it doesn't matter because for these for these folks their faith their politics whatever it's all the same and so like it's just to me it's all it's all the same so the fact that he is going to sit in Donald Trump's white house wearing Donald Trump's campaign hat spouting talking points from different Politicians spouting different evangelical talking points for me, it's all it's all one and the same. I think that 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 this administration, this president, what it, it, it's it's like. I, I don't know. It's like mercury. Like whenever, like back in the in the day, um, I'm probably like really showing my age here, even though I'm not that much older than y'all. But <laughs> but, but, but from what I hear, um, because because I came up in a small town that, that we didn't always get the new technologies and stuff the, the way that everybody else did, is that like if you have a mercury thermometer, mercury is toxic. And so like if you get it in your skin, it can absorb in your skin and it can make you really sick. So if a mercury thermometer breaks or something like that, um, you have be very careful with how you handle that and so anything that that touches it anything that it gets around you have to you have to discard it and you have to go through procedures to clean it up in order to get that off of you otherwise or to get that off of whatever surfaces otherwise it can transfer to you and make you sick well it's the same with this president is that it doesn't it doesn't matter what this person has touched what this president has touched who this president has touched if he touches it it, in some circles people go wild over it, and it's like oh yes we, we have adjacency to the White House but in other in other um circles it's toxic and so I just I think mm. that at the end of the mm. that at the end of the day because no is he sitting in Robert Jeffries church no is he is he at liberty University is he no is he like you know down at, at paul White soon probably oh, soon, soon right <laughs> that's the thing is so all I of a sudden, I don't know All of a sudden, all these folks who really could have could have given two craps about Kanye, all of a sudden have something to say about him. All of a sudden, all these Christians who would look down on Kendrick Lamar's faith, who would look down on Snoop Dogg's faith, like that's the one that I keep coming back to. Is that I'm like, you know, Snoop Dogg's out here, and I don't know what Snoop Dogg's life is like. I don't know anything, but y'all, because because it's Snoop. And it was like, y'all, y'all didn't say nothing, didn't say nothing about Snoop's album. Y'all didn't care about Snoop's album. Snoop's album was a joke to a lot of these folks. But now because because all, all, that, all of this, even the fact that we're talking about this is because of the people that Kanye has attached himself to as of yeah. late. If this was 2005 mm-hmm. Kanye, who said that Bush don't care about Black people, we would not be recording this podcast right now. Or we would be having a much different conversation on this podcast about Kanye West cutting cutting a gospel album.
1: Yeah, I, I think to to your question, Adam, I don't know if – this is something that I'm constantly wrestling with. I don't know if we can separate them anymore. I think maybe in a different time and period we could have. But I feel like the political stances received spiritual theological justification. And I feel that because of that, it's almost impossible to rip them away from one another and to separate them. And I feel like in in different ways, I feel like the continuation of the moral majority, this is a new iteration of the moral majority movement, I feel like it tethers itself so tightly with the theology and the politics. And I would say probably in the same way, not in the same way that that Black churches would or that Black theology or Black liberation theology would, but almost just a holistic view of we don't bifurcate that. like We don't dichotomize our politics and our faith, that those things are intimately connected. And we don't dichotomize who I support in politics and, you know, my confession, what I believe and what I talk about on Sunday, that almost like you you shouldn't do that to an extent, but that there's an unhealthy version of that that is played out in what Kanye is adopting. And it, it may be fair to say that I don't know. I don't know if it's conscious. I don't think necessarily he's consciously drawing these lines, but I don't know if you can separate it. I don't know if that's possible anymore. And I don't know if that's where we're at in the American church. And, and perhaps that is a biased view of where Kanye's at. And perhaps that's making it way too serious versus what Kanye is actually portraying. But I think the implications still stand. And I think what is concerning for me about it is I, I, I feel like people within our community, have pleaded with him or have said, hey man, you might want to rethink this or you might want to take a step back from this or this isn't it. Like talking about that in that way, that's that's not it. And I feel like he's doubled down defiantly, um, which again to your point is his contrarian way, right? He's not gonna do that. He's not gonna come back to what we're saying and take a step back. But I think it also raises questions of, yo, that's kind of what white evangelicals do when we talk about this stuff. So it's almost like, well, now you've almost found the perfect theological partner for your personality. Like You have almost found the thing that won't check you, that will actually just cause you to double down. And so that's my theory is, well, maybe it doesn't even matter if he's thinking they're different or if they are different because now they've just been merged together. I don't know if that makes sense or if that's even, (laughs) you know, an answer to your question. I just kind of feel like now it's like, well, what do we do with this? Because it's, I don't know if you can separate it anymore.
3: No, no, it's good. It's good. No, I really, I really, I didn't, that wasn't like a loaded or whatever question I really want to know. Cause you know I mean? At the same time, you know, Kanye's still the guy pushing prison reform. You know what I mean? He's still the guy doing that. So I, I mean, I don't know. The dude's so convoluted. Right. He's always gonna be. He is. He's he is. gonna be yeah. he is. convoluted. It's it's like even as a person who loves Kanye, sometimes I get ready to open my mouth about Kanye and I feel tired. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> as soon as I say something, I think about something else that goes against the thing. You know what I mean? And yes. then I'm like, I don't even want to say the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
1: um, well, and 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 as we're, you know, I think it's important, you know to kind of talk about what we hope for him and what we hope for us moving forward as we kind of wrap up. But as you think about being tired of talking about Kanye, I do think this has broader implications for the church. And I think, I don't think this is going away anytime soon. Um, I think there's going to be a constant conversation. And I think as more interviews and more questions are asked, he's going to have more opportunities to say some things that we would say are either extremely problematic or that show us, you know, kind of prove some of the points that we were making or what have you. And, and I think it's good for us to to kind of give what do we hope for us and what do we hope is next for Kanye? And, and what do we hope is next for the church in response to Kanye? Um I, I would love to hear that from you, Adam, and, and Ali. You know, what do you guys think? What do you hope is next for Kanye and what do you hope the church responds?
3: With? Uh, I'll go first so Ali can say Better words than me. Let me <laughs> how long you clean it up? Whatever I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> I need that. I need that accountability in my life. Um, I my hope is one that Kanye West is still walking with the Lord. Like I don't. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to wake up six months from now and he dropped a sex tape. I, I'm just. I would. I'm good on all that. So you know. That's a big hope for me right. that he still right. continues to walk this path and he does free himself from those. um, um uh, affiliations and allegiances like what you know Ali has been talking about that like that's the team that he's chosen chosen to ride with cuz one of the things that you have to understand as a black christian specifically in america is that there are systems in place that you're like, oh, well, if I ride with them, that I'll be able to have these successes. But if you really trust that God is bigger than processes and systems and human wealth, then you got to stand on what you know is true of the word. And you can't like, it's nice to get a tax break because you know the right person at the right bank, but God is bigger than those things. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so my hope is that he will see that and then begin to step out on that in faith um, and give God that clearance to like, it's like, yeah, I know, like, I know some of those, you know, I'm cool with people who know all the cheat codes to America because of their waspiness, Um, but I'm not going to ride with them because you got to stand on principles. So I hope there is that awakening for him in particular. Mm -hmm. And on a larger scale. That's good artistically, you know, I express this to Tyler. It's like, you know, my goal in life, just in general, outside of Kanye, this is not even a Jesus is King, Kanye, whatever. My goal in life is to tear down the silos between art and innovation and the church. I am i don't want to continue to live in a world where we're looked at as like second-class artists um, or we're looked at as second-class innovators, because it wasn't always that. Um, But in- uh, up until really not that long ago like you know going in the 50s and 60s Christians you know it wasn't it wasn't uncommon to see Elvis the biggest artist in the world put out a Christian album Marita Franklin to drop a Christian album Johnny Cash to drop a Christian album it wasn't until the the establishment of the Christian entertainment industry that you got these big divisions and then we started getting this sort of second class art so if 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 Kanye doesn't give us anything also we didn't talk about the Jesus is King short film which is incredibly gorgeous uh 30 minute so, oh, yeah. I have not yeah, seen I
1: it. it. I have not seen it. Yo, that John is 30 minutes. I thought it was no, an IMAX. Uh,
3: yeah, I know it is. Gee, people were very mad when it was like, wait, what? I just Yikes. paid $25. I made a dollar per a minute. I made a dollar per minute. Right. I could have watched on YouTube, Exactly. Yeah. So, but, you know, I just, I want to exp- I want to inspire the next, I, I hope Kanye does and we can all inspire the next great Generation of Christian artists to be unapologetically themselves in the Lord and make the highest quality art possible, and I hope you know Kanye's kind of pursuit of of art. Um, I hope that is something that happens. That this conversation is not a. It becomes more regular again to see people doing that. As the church, man, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know because I it, it's so. That's I would, fair. I would That's have fair. to leave that. I would like defer to y'all. I don't because it, it's just so much. I, I wouldn't even know what to say. What the goal was with it.
2: So as far as Kanye goes. um the thing that I would like to see for him is to for him to be able to have a, a life coach, a therapist, just a, a team around him that is able to nourish his his mind, body, and spirit. So having people around him that are able to nourish that that faith that is uh, growing that journey, and then is also able to help him to deconstruct and decolonize and, um, just, just everything kind of, kind of not, not just his faith, but just kind of everything of who he is, just really being able to, to help him lean into his blackness, into his faith. Like that's something for Kanye. I don't want to see him, um, lose or, or minimize or try to become, um, a, a kind of a, a puppet almost of a robot of of well this I'm a christian so i have to lose all of my mm. sense of of character and any type of dimension to to my personality um and we ta- we've talked about this already but just seeing seeing healing and stuff for for him because you know this isn't any kind of like broad assumption or anything about his life. I think that we we all come to the table with, with woundedness, with brokenness, and it seems like he is starting a new chapter in his life. And so I would like to see that for that new chapter, for him to start to pursue healing, um, I would really like to see for him um, and I know that it's hard because, I mean, his wife is famous for being famous. They have cameras and stuff all around. Her life is is always in the tabloids. He's always in the tabloids. And so it would be probably hard for him to entirely disappear or for his family to entirely disappear, but just for him to lean into what it means to be in kind of some of those, those daily, regular spiritual practices and kind of really um, get receiving from the Lord because it can be very, very easy. Whenever I, I know it as as a minister, as somebody that 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 preaches and that and that gets up in front of people, so I can't even imagine it scaling that to somebody with it with a level of fame yes. as Kanye. Hmm. That yes. it can be very easy to live for kind of the public approval, and so and, and not have that that intimacy with God. So I would I would like to just be able to see him grow and to flourish and to heal, and for the church. Um, I guess it really. I, I'm gonna gonna divide it up here. That I think for the Black Church, I would like to see the Black Church not attempt to commodify Kanye. That, that we the, we've talked about white evangelicalism and stuff in all that. And we didn't really hit on the Black Church in this in this discussion, um, but I think that, that's, that 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 is a discussion that's worth merit. And so for us for 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 the Black Church for us to not just be like, "Oh hey, because you know we talk about white evangelicals chasing clout, black church chases clout too and and chases and chases celebrity too. preachers, preachers do the same thing, black preachers do the same thing, and so um, and this isn't like, you know, it's, oh, it's both sides. It's a, it's a totally different as it, it looks totally different, but I don't want to yeah, see. It's a different expression. It's, a different, it's, it's a different expression. Like I'm not trying to, to, um, to make those things equal. They're just different expressions. And so um, not to see, not to see the black church kind of almost kind of exploit Kanye um but also not see Kanye exploit the black church I guess that that's a hope for for Kanye too is that he doesn't exploit exploit the black church but anyway um but just for the but for us to be able to come around Kanye and um to to love him and to nurture him and I hope that there are that there are pastors that there's that there's leaders that there's people who can who can be like strong Christians um, they don't even have to be famous Christians but just strong Christians to be put in his path and and for and for us as a church um, to recognize his worth and to and to recognize um, what this what this means for us in the in the public square um, to to have somebody who looks like us proclaiming the Lord that, that, um, as of today, Hmm. his, uh, all the songs from, from Jesus is King are in the billboard hot 100. And so, um, for some, so, so Hmm. whether or not we like, you know, everything that I said about, about Kanye's expression of faith, I still think that this is a win for the black church. And so for us, um, to, to steward that well for the white church, um, I would like to see, um, this is mean, but I'd like to see for white Christians, um, to keep their mouth shut and not talk about stuff sit, that sit that, down like like sit down don't like like this yeah
1: this, read this, the room this is not, not for you thing. yeah this, this is, your, is not this is it's not, not your, your thing bag.
2: this is not this is not your thing so just so just let Kanye treat Kanye the way you treat all the other black Christians basically which is ignoring them yeah. and, and so, anyway so with that i'm just i'm just saying that it just that is way too extra it's way too much we don't need 20 different think pieces from every single christian outlet trying to say something and trying to be relevant don't chase the clout and relevancy just let Kanye live. And I mean if he comes to your church, if he comes up in your spaces, then okay. But otherwise, like if you would if you would never have had anything to do with Kanye before this album came out, then just don't talk about it cuz it's it's not it's not your thing. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm not out here talking about I don't know whatever what I'm not out here talking about like Tim Tebow and like whatever it is that he's doing because I because I right. don't care. It's not like that's not my it's not that I don't care about him as a person. It's just like that's not my bag. I'm out here like, "Oh yeah, the latest Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort video, blah 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 because that's not my bad. That's not that's, <laughs> not that's not that's not my branch yes. of, of Christianity. So I'm just so All I'm right. just saying, like you know, just do do what you normally do. Keep the same energy that you've been having.
3: That's wow. Um, well, can I say something really quick? So good. Yeah. Well, well, one I wanted to say this at the beginning because um, you were mentioning how Demar's not on the podcast, but Ali Henny do numbers now. I don't know if you've been on Facebook or you've seen a little thing. numbers she she a legend in her own right you know what i'm saying that's all i wanted Absolutely. to say that and also yes. this is a little bomb i wanted to drop over the past like three to five years i you know i think we may have not given kim kardashian her crowns as like being a solid wife like holding a like i mean Kanye is a wild mayor you know what i'm saying
2: she kind of St- stallion <laughs> Mare is a female no that's what i yeah I, I, no, I, i'm showing my i'm from the country i'm sorry yeah, cool you <laughs> You gotta
1: get your animal Mare's genders right we ride horses around here yeah. homie yeah. yeah we equine
3: yeah. specialists nah but she be holding them down so i want to i you know i we talk about kanye a lot you know and i i definitely want to say that like he probably wouldn't be able to be like literally would not be able to be the father of of four healthy, wonderful children, and and kind of on this journey, if he wasn't didn't have a teammate, so I, I definitely want to shout her out.
1: No, yeah, and and I think it does it does seem like she is very supportive um, of what he does, and I've never really even understood their relationship, so I just have to trust that y'all are y'all know more than me, me and can saw see the video for Bound. more. That's all
2: I needed. That's all I needed to know about. Oh, what'd you say? I saw the video for Bound. That's all I needed to know about their relationship.
1: Oh yeah, well I get yeah, bro. I I like I'm I'm yeah. Praise I God, was out. but <laughs>
0: so,
3: <laughs> praise God, praise God. You know, um, I don't, I don't yeah, even know that that's, Kanye. That's the seal of forgiveness. Right. I don't even remember. Far
2: as <laughs> <laughs> the east is from the west,
3: only like
2: we don't we forgive you for about Kanye. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So <laughs> I, I I can't add too much to what's already been said, but. I hope that Kanye has people around him and is introduced to people who don't desire to use him to prove a point. And I, I pray that there are people around him that are just there for him and care about him and don't care about this discussion or other discussions. I think it's just extremely healthy. And what I mean by that is our commentary and don't let their our commentary Terry, dictate their care for him, but really genuinely just want to see him grow. And don't want to commodify anything that he does or ride his coattails to anything else. Um, I also hope he gets in connection with Black Christians who are walking this thing out and doing it really well, and that he listens to them and in public eyes and in a, in a, in a public space, and and you know, holistically getting health and healing. I'll say for the for the church um, because I think it's important for us to. Um, talk about what we can see and talk about what we desire for the people who are listening even to this podcast. But I hope that especially specifically for Black Christians, um, people of color who are Christians, that we will reject this idea, this white evangelical notion that we can't think for ourselves, that we can't think outside of the categories that people have given to us. And I think there is a, a healthy sense, even before I wrote the article, um, when I said some things publicly, there was there was this very interesting sense where I felt there was intimidation from white Christians and white Christian leaders about black Christians who think for themselves on this and see it from a holistic, multifaceted perspective. And especially when it comes to celebrity conversions, white Christians get very bullish if you say anything um, around that, or if you have opinions on certain things um, as it relates to it. And I just hope we keep our voice. I hope we keep our, our prophetic voice. I hope we keep our holistic voice. I hope we speak from where we come from I hope we don't shrink back from that. I hope we don't run from that. I hope we don't let anyone intimidate us out of that. Uh, Because I actually think that's what Kanye needs to see. And I think he needs to see that in a healthy way um, from other people who he may not even know um, to see that that's possible. Because I believe there will come a time when he will need to do that in that space that he has chosen, in that team that he has chosen. Um, I also hope he, he actually reads and studies and gets some more um you know introduction to black christians of the past and is able to see how they were able to synthesize some of these things that he's even wrestling with now and i hope that the church really truly does um i hope that they don't feed into the unhealthy parts of of what kanye is doing i hope we don't see him at any trump rallies i hope we don't see him on tbn um i hope, I hope we don't see him in a lot of different spaces i, I pray that we would we would stay on the sidelines with that. I I fear that that's more than likely not going to happen. And I fear like we are, we are going to see um, him become a mascot and I don't want him to become a mascot. He's a, he's a real human being, a real person. And um, yeah, that's, that's my hope. That's my prayer in all of that. So take, take it or leave it. Take it for what it's worth. That's what we think. What do you think? Let us know. Let us know.